0: Hi, everyone. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to episode 126 of my podcast. I'm talking with Mike Goldstein again today, my very good friend and fellow coach. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, Helena. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm actually very sick today. I know my voice sounds terrible, but this is the one day of the month that we could <laughs> record this podcast episode. So I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. How are you doing?
1: Doing awesome. Thank you.
0: Great. So we were chatting a little bit before we started recording and we wanted to do a part two of an episode we recorded together back in January. I actually posted it on my podcast on January 12th of 2023. If anyone wants to go back and review it, it was on how to keep going when things feel stagnant in life or love. We talked about our masculine and feminine energy approach to reaching goals and sticking to them and Everyone loved that podcast episode. It's funny, we were just kind of casually chatting and it really struck a chord with a lot of people and they resonated with this feeling of, stuckness is probably the best word I could describe it, how it's just so frustrating or discouraging when you're trying so hard. And this could apply to any area of life, dating and relationships, health and fitness, career, really any area. And we hear from so many people who are just trying so hard to reach these goals, and it just hasn't been working out for them. So everyone loved that episode. And we mentioned in it that we were going to do a part two in June of 2023. And then we're almost to the end of the month. So we had to get this one recorded today because we wanted to update everyone on how you're doing specifically because you talked about some goals that you had that you'd set for yourself at the beginning of the year. For those people who haven't heard that first episode that I posted back in January, maybe let's go back to the beginning and you can briefly go over what your goals were, how you got to that place. I would love to hear about that.
1: I think it was about October of last year, my back just gave out and I was in terrible pain. If I was just laying down, I'd be in an eight pain level. And then when I tried to get up, I'd be in a 10 out of 10. Like to get off the couch, it would take me 15 minutes to go to the bathroom, another 15 minutes up and 15 minutes down. It was just brutal. I couldn't get to the floor to lay down. I could only get to the couch. I literally couldn't get myself to the floor. so it was just an absolute mess. And that's when I decided that I needed to change everything.
0: Yeah, I know I could really relate to everything you shared in that episode. I had actually hurt my back around Thanksgiving of last year, and I also had a three-month-old baby at the time. He's actually nine months today at the time of recording this episode. And so I was hoping to get back in shape, lose the baby weight, and I was having a hard time working out because I kept getting injured. And I talked more about that in that episode. But I always just feel so badly for people who have chronic pain conditions or any sort of pain conditions because I've been there myself, as a lot of people know who have followed my story over the years. And so I think a lot of people can relate to that too. So what goals did you set for yourself at the beginning of the year?
1: What I set for was I was, I think about 242 pounds and I said, I'm going to get to 200 pounds, which is basically about a 20% decrease in weight. So that was the main goal. And then I was just going to hopefully feel better from it.
0: Great, and I know I've seen you several times between now and then, so I know how you're doing, but fill everybody in. Where are you at today in June of 2023?
1: Yeah, so I think by, I don't know, maybe like April, I was at 213 pounds, and so I still had like a good 10 more weeks to lose weight till June 1st. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't lose any more weight. Like my body apparently wanted to be at 213 and I was still working out every day. I was getting in better shape. I look better, but my body wanted to be at 213. So for a while, like probably like six or seven weeks into that, I was really starting to lose. And I'm like, why am I not losing weight? I'm killing myself. I'm eating well. Something's wrong. But then eventually I came to the realization that, well, no, nothing's wrong. My body looks absolutely amazing. I feel great. And so I realized that the goal shouldn't have been weight ever. It should have been what I wanted to feel. Kind of like when you're dating, what do you want to feel? Not just I need this man that I created in my head. No, a man that makes you feel good. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. I really like that. And you look amazing, by the way. I I saw you earlier this year for my sister's birthday. I don't know if you remember, but I just got so inspired because I think I hadn't seen you. Well, no, I did see you on Christmas, but you were just making so much progress. That really inspired me to get on my own fitness journey. And of course, I started to recover from my back injury and started to feel better. So I've actually reached the goals I've set for myself, too, which was just kind of like you mentioned. Mentioned, I wanted to feel good in my body. I wanted to feel healthy and pain-free and strong. And it's just getting a little better every day. And I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, so I don't think you would even want to lose any more weight at this point. And I'm really curious about how you made that happen for yourself. Like, how did you keep going when things felt stagnant? I think you mentioned the last episode we recorded on this topic. You had been going to the gym and working out and nothing was happening for a while. How did you get through those times?
1: Yeah. My whole life I've been a person that's capable of going to the gym and going pretty frequently, like maybe four or five times a week, but now I made it mandatory. Like something has to happen every single day. And that just became my mindset. So then it was every day at 9 a.m. I'm going to some sort of fitness class or the gym or whatever I'm going to do for that day. Or if You know, I'm really sore. Maybe it's yoga or maybe it's a long walk or whatever. Anyway, it had to happen at 9 a.m. So I think what was great about this is the fact of the matter is we're only happy 40% of the time. So if we chose to only work out when we're happy and when our body really wants to do it, we don't do it that much. But I told myself no matter how I feel, I got to get my butt up and start moving at 9 a.m., Or get to the class by 9 a.m. And then on top of that, it was like, I have to eat well. I have to eat the right things. And so it wasn't like optional. In my head, everything became mandatory. And eventually, after 30 days, 60 days, I found out that it really felt good. So even on the days where I really didn't want to go, you know, maybe I don't push myself as hard as I do on the days where I really (laughs) want to be there. But when I come home and I'm done like I'm smiling and happy that I moved. Does that make sense, Selena?
0: It definitely does to me. I can relate to that a lot. I think about when Tom gets home from work at the end of the day and even like this past week, I've been sick. I haven't felt like going out and going for a walk, but once I start just getting outside feels so good. I actually feel a lot better at the end or if I go work out on the elliptical or something like that, I definitely feel better by the end of that hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is. So yeah, did you find that you actually looked forward to those things after a while and how long? did it take you to sort of get in that mode where that's just what you do and it's not such a struggle where you're like forcing yourself to do it?
1: So I think time frame, it probably took me at least 30 days, if not 45, 60 to really be like, all right, this is what we're doing right now. Because I think I was in such terrible shape, which I talked about in the first podcast. Literally the first day, my workout was a 10 foot walk. This is very literal. That was what my workout was. I left my apartment complex. I walked 10 feet and I came back. That's what level of fitness and what kind of pain I was in. And then day two, I walked 20 feet. So for me to finally get to a place where my body was kind of operating was around probably 45, 60 days where I was starting to go on slow jogs. But I started getting in this mindset of like, do something hard every day. And for a while, you know, walking 10 feet was freaking hard. And then day two, walking 20 feet. And then at some point, maybe I went on like a mile jog at really slow pace. Maybe it was like an 11 and a half, 12 minute mile. That's where I was at. And that was freaking hard. You know, now six months later, I hit this amazing goal that I've been trying to do for over 20 years. I ran one mile in 553. So the other important thing here is don't try to do it all in one day. Like, Mm. I think we get really excited. We're like, I'm going to get in shape. And then what we do is we go kill ourselves. We're like, I'm going to work out for two hours a day today. That is not what it is. And even if you look at professional athletes, they do normal stuff. They just show up every day and do it. So that's what this is. It's like, Be in a normal level, not too high, not too low, but in a normal level of workout, but show up every single day and do it.
0: It's such great advice. We talked about this in the last episode too, but I had gained 40 pounds over the course of my pregnancy. And at my two week appointment after having my son, I had lost, I think 21 pounds. So obviously a lot of that was the weight of the baby and the placenta and the extra fluid. And you hear from people who say you lose a lot right away and then it stagnates. Then it's just the extra stuff you gained to support all of that during your pregnancy. So After that two week appointment, I was like, wow, I'm on a roll. I'm feeling more like myself. And then it really slows down. You know, you lose maybe half a pound a week a pound a week on a good week. And I was also breastfeeding. So I didn't want to just like drop a bunch of weight quickly. Like I really wanted to do this slowly in a permanent way. And I actually did all of that. I am at the same weight now I was before I was pregnant, which feels amazing, even though I feel like my body is just a little different. But this journey has actually been really, really amazing for me too. And so I can relate to so much of what you said, but it definitely is frustrating when things are slow, when you think about something like weight loss or building a business or even attracting the love of your life or anything like that. Sometimes those results don't happen quickly and that can be really frustrating. Have you found that as well?
1: Oh, I mean, it's terribly frustrating. Sometimes I go on the scale and I'm Two five pounds heavier than the week before.
0: hmm me too. Yeah, and, what do you do in that moment? Like what's the mindset shift for you that really helps?
1: You know, it's funny, like two years ago, I would've just been so upset and I probably would've went and ate a pizza, just like emotionally ate and been like, this is impossible. Weight loss is impossible. I'm not the person that's ever gonna be super fit. Like this is possible for me, it's not in the cards. My body's not meant to do this. And just make all these excuses. But then what you need to do is just remove any emotion to what that number is, what the outcome is, but just get in this place where you're like, I've decided that every day I'm going to give it an effort. And so every day you're like, I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat healthy. And whatever the scale does, the scale does. It's kind of like when you're dating. I'm going to go on the dates. Yes, I would love to fall in love, but I'm just going to go on the dates, have fun. And I know I'm doing the right thing. And if it happens that I fall in love, great. And that's what this weight loss thing was. It was like, I'm going to do the right things. And yes, I'm going to get my butt kicked occasionally on the scale where I gain two pounds or I gain five pounds. But I don't even know what that is. It could be water weight. It could be the wrong day, the wrong time. Doesn't matter. Every day I'm working out. I'm eating healthy. That's what I'm doing. And it just starts to
0: feel really good. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And something else that was really helpful for my own mindset was that time's going to go by anyway. Today, it's been nine months since I've had a baby and that time was going to go by whether or not I chose to eat healthy and exercise as much as I could or not. And so just thinking about it like that, rather than trying to push yourself and set these super unrealistic goals, like I'm going to drop all the weight in three months, four months, it just doesn't end up feeling good. (laughs) And the results you get when you're coming from that place often don't even tend to be permanent. Have you found that as well? That short term mindset?
1: Yeah. Short-term mindset is terrible. That's why I gave myself one October. I said June 1st. I think I gave myself like 16 weeks to lose the first 20 pounds. So it was like a pound a week. So it was totally reasonable about mm-hmm. a, pound a week. Mm-hmm. The other thing I found while you're working out is start looking at some sort of metrics. What's really important is building like a story and a Rolodex of information that you can then say like, I'm a badass. I love it. And what I mean by that is I can now say when I was in a 10 out of 10 pain or an 8 out of 10 pain, I walked 10 feet. Every ounce of me wanted to just curl up and die and be in the fetal position and lay on the couch and just be like, I'm in so much pain. I deserve to not move. I deserve to order Uber Eats and just sit here like any normal rational person in this much pain doesn't have to do anything. Mm. But no, now I have this story. I am a badass. I was in terrible pain and I walked 10 feet. And then I built other stories. Hey, I went at 9 a.m. every day to the gym. And then when I had to run on the treadmill at Arn's Theory, let's say the fastest I ever went there was six miles an hour. And then I got it up to 6.2 you badass way to turn it to 6.2 miles per hour on the treadmill and then 6.5 and then seven and then 7.5. So now every time, like you're feeling super tired during a workout or you don't want to be there, be like, I am a badass. I turned it to 7.5. Then once you have these stories of like, Hey, remember that time? If you play soccer that I scored that goal, or remember that time run through this Rolodex of stuff. When you are breathing hard, doing something terrible, I am a badass and go through all these times where you accomplished something that were amazing.
0: That is such great advice. I've never heard you say that before, but it's almost like collecting evidence that you can do this. You've come so far and this could work in any area of life. And I do this all the time without realizing it. I'm like, I created a human being, you know, (laughs) all the blogs out there, just amazing. Like my body made a person and I'm working. I tell myself all this stuff that I've kept going, haven't missed a beat on this or that. And you want to be gentle and easy on yourself. This isn't about just being so disciplined. I imagine you would say as well, right?
1: Yeah, you definitely need to listen to your body. Like when you're pushing it this hard, working out, you know, seven days a week, I'm not saying kill yourself seven days a week. Maybe you're finding two or three days a week where you push yourself when your body's feeling good. So when your body's feeling good, you show up and you, you go for a PR. So then you have that story to put in your Rolodex. But then when, you know, maybe two days later, after going hard, you're super sore. Now you take an easy day. You don't go for a PR. It's a recovery day. It's to rebuild your muscles. And then, you know, maybe three, four days later when your body's feeling great again, Then you go for a new PR. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I'm seeing so many parallels in the dating and relationship world. I know a lot of people who listen to my podcast are interested in either attracting the right person for them or improving their relationship. Can you see the parallels as well on how this relates if you've maybe been single for a long time and you're feeling frustrated because the right person just hasn't quite shown up yet?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing I've noticed in the dating thing is we get comfortable in process and we get comfortable saying what we want and then if we've never gotten it right we think we're tweaking our process but our brain's not fully capable of that because our subconscious takes over when we meet someone right when we meet a new person and then it feels good Or they have all the qualities, we think. It just is familiar. So we go, oh, this reminds me of the last time I fell in love. And I'm getting that same feeling. I'm getting those dopamine hits. I'm getting those butterflies. And you're like, let me dive into this relationship. And it's just familiar. It's the same thing you just did. And that's why history keeps repeating itself. So when in dating, I'm finding we need to shift how we do it. And I mean, if I'm going to talk about specifics, my problem was I always said I wanted someone who's into fitness and health. Like we're talking about <laughs> fitness and health. Right. I am into it for myself. And I always dated women that were frankly probably in better shape than me and had fitness and health as an interest. But it didn't mean when I talked to them, it felt good. It didn't mean we were super compatible. It was just like a checklist. And for me, that was not serving me. I kept dating the same woman that was into that, that happened to be kind of masculine, that took fitness and health the same way I took it as like, drive, here we go. I'm going to do it 9 a.m. Like, (laughs) But then that didn't really mesh because then I'm a very serious person. She was serious. And we just were like a serious grumpy couple together (laughs) instead of finding someone who was like a little more feminine, a little more playful who then when I was done being serious, like got me to laugh, got me to like loosen up. And so that worked a lot better of me just finding someone who it felt good to be around them as opposed to using my checklist and what was familiar and what I've been dating for the last 20 years that frankly never worked for me. So it became changing my process, changing my system and really taking myself out of my comfort zone because even when I first started dating this new person, I was like, oh, she does, she's done to fitness and health and retraining my brain to be like, it's okay, Mike, you don't need to date someone that you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love what you said there. We actually recorded a whole episode just on that topic, actually, because I know another sort of goal that you had for yourself. Another thing you wanted was to meet an amazing partner and fall in love this year. And that actually happened for you too. So we recorded a whole episode on how that all came together. We talked about so many amazing things in it. We talked about projection, delaying physical intimacy, throwing your list of external requirements out the window, like you just described. And (laughs) we did it all from a man's perspective, which was so interesting. It was one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded by far that will be coming out on my podcast in probably a few weeks after I post this one. So look out for that. But did you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know that was also another thing that you wanted for yourself this year, and it completely came together. And I actually met her on your birthday a month or so ago. And she is amazing. So feminine and warm and inviting. I'm thrilled for you guys. So happy. Anything else you want to
1: say on that? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's two pieces to that. The first one, which is just kind of absurd that it took so long. The first one was Helena being like one of my best friends for literally two years has been telling me that I've been dating wrong. (laughs) And I'm like, I agree. I've been dating wrong. And I totally agreed with her, even from the beginning. And I thought I was implementing and executing it. I genuinely thought I was executing. I'm like, she's always right. I'm going to execute what she (laughs) says, And then I just frankly wasn't. I was not executing what she told me, and I didn't realize I wasn't executing it until I finally executed it. So it was very frustrating, but also it was perfectly on time because I was not capable of having the discipline of holding myself accountable because I don't know if I really, really fully loved myself. And I think I'm a great person. But I wasn't living up to the expectation I had for myself in terms of what I could do physically, what I could do mentally, and just having a high standard for myself. So eventually when I started forcing myself to go to the gym at 9 a.m. to eat healthy and putting my long-term goals ahead of my emotions that I wanted to feel in the present or how I wanted to feel in the present, I became very proud of myself. And so when I became proud of myself, I then looked at what Helena said. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not actually executing what she said. I'm dating for the present. I'm thinking that I'm getting closer to falling in love by dating these women that her husband Tom would describe as 75% of the way there mm. that we're never going to be my wife. And I'm like, oh, I'm on date five with someone. I'm accomplishing something. They're validating that I'm valuable as a man where that was stupid, I can validate that I am valuable by doing that myself. I don't need to be on date five with someone to feel valuable or getting closer to this love thing. Instead, be single, don't go on dates. But then when I'm feeling great about myself, go on a date with the right person that could actually be my wife and then move that forward. And if I don't go on a date and I'm single and doing nothing, I can still be happy and feel like, I'm valuable.
0: I just love everything you said there. I hope everyone rewinds those last couple minutes and listens to it over and over. I think that could be helpful for everybody in any area of life. It's really about filling yourself up with love rather than looking on the outside for someone to make you feel validated. And I love what you said about that short-term mindset. You could go, I'm not feeling that great. Let me go talk to this woman who's going to give me some attention, make me feel good about myself, but I know she's not my future partner versus being okay, being alone for a while. Then when you're really ready, when you're coming from that place of fullness and happiness and you're just loving life, then go ahead and take the steps. And it just happened so quickly for you. Once you actually implemented everything that we've been talking about for years, it actually happened pretty quickly, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, It was incredible. Once I changed my mindset, I felt like it was maybe the second or third person I met once my mindset was shifted where I was like, I'm okay single. I'm okay in partnership. Everything is going great. And now it's time to add a partner.
0: So great. And I'm just thrilled for the both of you. You can see how things are just so in alignment with the two of you and you're so attracted to her right she might not be the type of person you used to go after who worked out for hours every day seven days a week but you're incredibly attracted to her and drawn to her and it's more of that lasting attraction and chemistry i imagine right
1: yeah it's so expansive Mm -hmm. because you know now when we spend time together for example last night I called her on the phone and we spoke for an hour and I did that because I thoroughly enjoy talking to her where, you know, maybe some of the women in the past, I'd be like, why do I want to waste an hour on the phone? It wouldn't have aligned with what I wanted to do. And this is totally different. So because I feel that amazing emotional connection, the physical attraction is just through the roof because we have fun and I enjoy her.
0: That is great, and I just wanted to throw that in there because I know a lot of people, when they have this list of really stringent external requirements, like the guy has to be tall and have this level of education or work in this field or come from this family background or something like that, they think that the person that they end up with or get into a relationship with, if they don't meet everything on this list, that they're not going to be attracted to them or they're not going to fulfill everything that they want. And it's simply not true. You're just coming from this limited mindset where you're not really trusting that the right person for you, of course, is going to fulfill All of those feelings that you want to feel and actually you're filling yourself up with those feelings and attracting them as just a result or natural byproduct of that I could just talk forever about that so look out for that episode I'm going to be posting it pretty soon on my podcast it'll be called something like projection delaying physical intimacy and throwing your list out the window. And it was so great. But I wanted to mention that too, because I'm so excited for you. I know that's something you really wanted for yourself this year. And I just love how beautifully and easily it's all come together.
1: Thanks, Helena. Couldn't have done it without you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And I know my voice is going and I sound terrible, but anything else you want to say before we close out on this topic? I just love everything you shared.
1: Yeah. I mean... I think one of the other big turning points for me was I was demanding a high standard for myself when I decided to work out and eat well. And prior to that, there was no high standard. It was like, Mike, you want a pizza? Order a pizza. Mike, you want a cheesesteak? You want a hamburger? Order it. And so it was like kind of a low standard. I didn't treat myself to a high standard like, hey, let's have the salad or hey, let's have the protein with the vegetable the standard was low for myself. And then that showed up in dating. So then when the woman showed up, it was like a mediocre standard, like, ah, she's good enough. Okay, we'll date her. But then, you know, that was never going to last long-term. But so once I got the high standard for myself, then when I showed up to dating, every woman had to be that high standard. And that's what's got the vibration levels high enough where I was attracting women that could actually be my partner And then any woman that wasn't at that high standard, just there was no time for her. There was no date for her. And so now my time was only used on stuff that was one gratifying to me, like working out, eating well, stretching, going on walks or anything that rebuilt me or made me happy or the opportunity cost of going on a date where I felt like maybe this person could be my partner constantly helene and i are talking about that to other people but we kind of need a formula and a blueprint on how to get us to being in high standard with ourselves first
0: it's so important and by high standards for yourself i imagine you mean someone who's available someone who actually is looking for what you want someone who's responsive and warm and open is that what you mean by high standard
1: yeah thank you for saying that i probably was not clear at all. Yes, that's exactly what that high standard was.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important for people to hear. And I'm really excited to post that episode where we talked very in depth on exactly what you did. But I'm so happy to hear that you're making so much progress on your goals and just feeling great about every area of life. And for people listening to this, especially if you've been following my podcast for a while, maybe at the beginning of the year, you heard that other episode and you are feeling discouraged or frustrated because you're just Not reaching the goals you set for yourself or the things you want to attract or bring into your life. I know we are still doing some private coaching together for women who want to attract the love of their life, or I know this works in all areas. What can people do if they are interested in private coaching from one or both of us, Mike?
1: Yeah, so we still have our coaching program, it's going insanely well we've had the highest success rate in the country at getting single people into a relationship so sign up for this if you're like i'm doing something wrong in my love life i have not been able to get this right and i need experts on how to fix this what am i doing wrong what do i execute immediately so that i can get my partner
0: Yeah, I'll include a link in the episode notes. That will be the first link in the description of this episode. If you want to book a call with Mike, if you're interested in private coaching from one or both of us, we started out working with women in their sixties and above, and we had so much success working with women in that category that we've opened it up. And we're now working with women of all ages, all situations. So even if you've been single for a long time or you're newly single and just getting ready to put yourself out there. We can definitely help you out. We'd love to work with you. And so yeah, I'll include that link if you want to book a call with Mike to see if it might be a good fit. Mike, this was amazing. I always love chatting with you. I'm really looking forward to posting that other episode that we recorded because I'm just thrilled with all the progress you've made. And I'm really excited for anyone in my community who wants to make progress in their own love life or any area of their life as well. This was great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Anytime. And make sure you're following my podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. I have new episodes coming out every week. Have a great rest of the week, everyone. I'll talk with you soon.